0: In the interrogation room, our questioner is leaning back in his chair again. you just finished telling him about how the previous night's events had wrapped up with your team back in the hotel room. You reach for your coffee cup, and remember it's empty, and stop. Look over at the man across from you, his neutral expression, pursed lips. He's judging you again, like he has the right to. There's a long silence. He leans forward again. Special Agent, let's get on to the next day. As I understand it, you burned your car with two bodies inside it. The police investigated. You know that they can track that vehicle back to you.
1: They knew it was ours, of course. Detective Hayes had been following it around for the better part of two days. Of course, he could identify it in a moment. But running the plates would get them back to Breckenridge. And they... Well, they're very interestingly involved with Helena. I'm sure you're very familiar with Breckenridge.
0: I'm more interested in hearing about your relationship with them. You were easily able to get one member of your team, your shooter, employment credentials with them. I mean, There's a goddamn street named after them in the city, uh, the street where the local law enforcement offices are located. How deep are they connected to the source of your investigation?
1: We knew they were hired to guard Benthic Corporation, which tied them in neatly to our investigation, but we didn't know how deep they were involved at the time. We needed to talk to someone who was on the inside, someone who knew more than we did and could shed some light on the situation.
0: So then, who did you speak to? Who was your source?
1: Someone who was never very far from us, someone who kept eyes out, watching over their world, but getting them to actually talk, to actually reveal what they knew? I smile just a little and pick up the empty coffee cup in a mock salute toward the government man. In that, you and I have a great deal in common, getting the truth from someone who doesn't necessarily want to tell it to you.
0: He smiles faintly, so tell me who it was.
1: Holding his gaze, I very deliberately place the empty coffee cup between us. I've talked for hours on one cup of coffee, sir. My mouth is parched. If you want more out of me right now, I'm gonna need some grist for the mill. Which is to say, I'd really like some coffee, please.
0: He seems to actually smile in response, turning back to look at the mirrored window behind him. He replies, someone bring our guests some more coffee.
1: You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast.
0: It is Thursday, October the 8th. Everyone is in their hotel rooms. You guys wake up after getting a decent night's sleep. Eight hours or more, everyone is fully rested. Whatever you're missing as far as willpower goes, you guys get your willpower back. And sanity. Sanity, unfortunately, uh, is a long-term problem that we will not resolve with one night's sleep. Or (laughs) as many nights sleep.
2: But it was a long rest.
0: A long rest (laughs) gives you your willpower points back. And that's it. And sometimes we can heal some hit points along the way if, if anybody happened to get injured. Thankfully, we're not there yet.
3: You've also got like an army medic on your crew, so hopefully... Yeah. yeah.
0: If that ever happens, uh, Rory will take care of it. Unless Rory's the one that gets shot, then we'll see.
1: Well, if, if Rory's the one who gets shot, Rowan has first aid.
0: And then Rory can take over after that.
1: I've got
4: some first aid. I've got a first aid kit. So in any case, <laughs> just moving
0: forward. Everybody gets... You guys get ready. You get cleaned up. You get dressed. And the morning routine has become, uh, we go meet in Agent Rowan's room. 8.30, what's the meeting time?
1: Yeah, probably at about 8.30. And, I mean, the room still smells like shower, and she's sitting in her desk chair holding
0: a cup of coffee that she walked to get. Did
2: I get the text yet?
0: And when you wake up, you do see the text. Let's see, what was, she, what was she said? I'll see. what You texted her what exactly? Give me the message you sent.
2: <sighs> exactly. Basically, it was... Hey, I'm not ghosting you. Work's been super busy. Hopefully I'll be free tomorrow.
0: She texts back, um, NP, like no problem, like meeting you tomorrow night. What time?
2: I'll say hopefully seven, but I won't know till
0: later. So um, she doesn't respond immediately. But at some point as you're going out to Rowan's for the morning meeting, you get a vibration from the text from your phone that responds, sounds good, a little winky face.
2: Shit, what kind of? Uh, I'm not, I'm trying not to go for the
0: obvious because I don't think that's appropriate, but well, how about during the morning meeting, Rooster can think about his response.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of emoji is he sending back is the question. Because it was Tuesday when you saw it. When That was when you guys got lunch, right?
0: Yeah, it was Tuesday. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Just don't send an eggplant. That's all I'm asking. That's oh, what, gosh. I mean,
2: like <laughs> part of my brain was thinking Rooster might, but I'm like, he's not quite, it, He. it wasn't a you up because he was too tired for that he yeah. was thinking about it though
1: oh goodness all right so yeah we convene back in my room i have a very large cup of coffee with a couple extra shots added in
2: did Did you bring some for the rest of us
1: have you ever tried walking a mile holding four cups of
2: coffee i've done 50 with a full load in what in a day and a half
1: it's a little bit different when it's in your hands as opposed to strapped to your shoulders
2: and back and hips and hands and head. And, okay, fine.
1: You you get the point. We can we can roll through the drive-through if you guys need it. My blood is approximately thirty percent coffee, and that's this is how I survive.
2: Have you met me?
1: You're you're more energy drinks than coffee.
2: Oh, good point. And he'll walk over to the nightstand, open the drawer, and pull one out. In of my Robin's room. Nightstand. Yeah, <laughs> because he'll go right. Thank you. I remembered I stashed one here yesterday for this or the other day for the for the next day's meeting. And there you go.
1: Why are you hiding shit in my room? Put it in the fridge if you want to leave shit in here.
2: Oh, there's one in there too, but I'm leaving that one for tomorrow.
1: I hate you. Okay. I know. <laughs> she just takes a long drink from her coffee and sets it down. Okay. <laughs> So it sounds like the two things that we need to wrap up are this Laura Gaunt, the entirety of Benthic, but Laura Gaunt is the CEO. So go straight to the top. Why
3: not? Well, we need to find out what happened to McCaslin. I didn't get, we didn't get a straight answer out of her yesterday. And I doubt we're going to, I don't know. That's, we need to get a more direct answer to that question because that's the biggest gray area right now.
1: Yes. Is is he currently on his way to Devil's Peak somewhere over in fucking Wyoming, or is he actually alright?
3: She, she claimed that he was out, Benthic, like, at work, but obviously didn't have time or a way to check that out to verify that yesterday.
1: Well, and that doesn't match with what was in the video.
3: Exactly. She,
1: I mean, I got locked in place by brain shenanigans, and it looked very much like that video. Apparently. And I'll glance over at Rooster.
2: Yeah. Um, brain shenanigans. Let's go with that.
1: Brain shenanigans is the easiest way to put it right now. Um, so yes, Benthic. We also need to know what in the hell Deputy Hayes knows. Detective Hayes. Because he knows more than he's letting on. He is entirely too intelligent for my well-being. And he was... Rory, you said he was there for the autopsy.
3: That's what the coroner said, and he said the coroner referred to like as if I knew because I he knew I read the report about the contents of the stomach, which we, there was nothing about in the report about that. And if it's anything based off of what the coroner told me about himself, probably lots of different acids and metals, and because he told me he was eating his remote batteries. Kitchen needs like all sorts of stuff, so I'm assuming it must have been a sim- something similar for our first detective friend.
1: Well, and that and that jibes with what I found in the Jacob house when we went back there. Christina was—it looked like battery acid was boiling in a pan on the stove. One would assume that it was going into the uh, the bottles that she was feeding the child.
2: Oh, I didn't think about that part. That's ugh.
1: I actually made a note in one of my notes that I wanted to see if there was a prepared bottle in the fridge. Guess I didn't need to. Yeah. So, the two things that we need to resolve are Benthic and Hayes. (sighs) Hayes might be easiest, because he's one person to pin down, preferably with a spike through his foot. I'm being sarcastic, but tempting. Um,
2: I've got a rifle and a sky I said a
1: spike. <laughs> like, a railroad spike, not a bullet.
2: You also said pinned down. Doesn't He could be moving.
1: I should know better than to be sarcastic in this group.
4: We, we do want him to be able to answer questions. Right, we need
3: to find out what he knows, why he's keeping stuff from the official reports. I can take a
2: kneecap. At that point, it'll be really hard for him to run.
3: I'm trying... To, what? I mean... If he knows more than he's letting on, what's to say we can't work with him to get this cleaned up?
1: I suppose it depends on why he's keeping things out of the official report.
3: Exactly. Has
2: anybody looked into him? Has he uh, taken money from Benthic or someone else? Ooh. Or have that ties would be... to Benthic? You'd need a court that order be... to find that sort of thing out.
4: We've got the FBI who needs a court order. Isn't that. We
1: still use court orders, we still follow procedure. <laughs>
4: Banks really don't like to tell people, you know, what your money is doing. Not All even the shows the FBI. just say you can hack in and, like, take
2: the information and so you can work around it.
1: Yeah, well, don't believe everything you see on television. That said, I might be able to do some digging, but it will take a while. It's not something that I can just, well, gesture over at my secure laptop. It's not just something that I can pop up and get an answer to right away. This is something that would take some digging and by people who are better at it than I am, because I'm I'm someone who puts pieces together. I don't necessarily go digging for the pieces.
2: I still think a knee or a foot shot can keep him in place long enough to talk to him.
4: Speaking of uh, taking a while, I talked to Castle last night and he's gonna look into trying to get us a uh, new transportation, but he wasn't sure when he'd be able to do it.
1: All right. Well, nothing in this town is very far. And if we need to, we can rent a vehicle. There's an official report about our vehicle being stolen.
4: Well, I suppose if we want to talk to Hayes, we can just probably walk outside right now. That's what I was thinking.
1: Did any of us know? Well, I I didn't actually I did. I I went outside to get coffee. Did did any of us notice Hayes in the parking lot?
0: What's your alertness?
1: 50.
0: There is a there's an unmarked car. That's a different vehicle, but uh, fits the description.
1: Okay. I would have noted that on my way back in carrying my enormous coffee.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, all of us, all the rest of us went by. Did we notice anything?
0: Motels. I mean, it's, it's a parking lot. There's lots of cars out there.
2: I've got an alertness of 60. I
0: mean, if you were looking, I, I'll put it this way if you were looking out there, you probably would have noticed it. It's not that not okay. hidden.
2: Could I tell if it
0: was Hazer or Ortega? Um, it probably it looked it was a male. So it'd be a, okay. Hayes is more likely.
1: I don't think it's likely that Artega is going to be following us around. She knows now that we're connected to Breckenridge, which means she's going to stop asking questions.
2: Yeah, we saw her twice in quick succession. Something makes me...
1: It's a small sheriff's department. That just me. means she
3: was on duty and they sent her both times. Doesn't mean she was especially interested in us. It was official capacity that she showed up.
1: And she seemed to buy the story that we gave her.
3: Yeah, see that—that's
2: you and the whole officer and and smart person thinking, not the paranoid thinking.
1: I understand sheriff's departments, and I know people. I don't think she's keyed to us. If I'm wrong, I'll buy you a drink after this.
2: I'll. Uh, there, there's a weird moment of kind of like an awkward expression on his face, and kind of shudders a little bit, and then we'll talk later on that one.
1: That just gets a raised eyebrow from Rowan, but she lets it pass for the moment, because she's gotten to the point where it's like, okay, he'll talk to me when he's ready.
3: So what's the plan? No word from Castle. Not yet, no.
1: Honestly, if we want to talk to Hayes, now might be the time. Although hauling him up in here would be
3: interesting. Well, we could always just invite him. I'll raise my hand.
1: Rooster, why don't you go issue him an official invitation?
2: Um...
1: Or would you rather I do it?
2: Oh, no, I'd love to, but would you... Like, to clarify of what official invitation means here? No weaponry.
1: Just let him know that we'd like to talk to him. And invite him up to my room. Okay. There are too many connotations about a woman inviting a man up to her room. Alright, let's not play that game.
2: (laughs) It's not up. We're on the ground floor, but fine. You know what I mean. He'll put the, uh, he's got a new forty-five out of the go bag that he had packed already. Puts that back in his holster. Throws the flannel jacket on. Baseball cap. (laughs) walks outside
0: walking down there's a sidewalk that runs right across uh, next to every single one of the motel rooms on this floor there's an awning over it the car is parked right nearby Uh, around the corner there's a it's a tan unmarked patrol vehicle so it's a one of those situations where they they can turn the interior lights on with the interior flash and strobes but Mm -hmm. it looks like a regular car unless you look at carefully you can see that it's actually a police vehicle so, sitting there with, he's backed into the parking space. You can see Eric Hayes, he's got some coffee. He glances up from, it's a reflection of his phone screen, you see, so he puts that down and looks at you and watches you as you approach his vehicle.
2: I'm just gonna walk over, put a big old smile on my face and kinda le- lean down next to the window. All right, rolls the window down. Put kinda two elbows on the thing, look at him and go, Hey Eric, how's it going? Hey, uh, what was your name? Oh, me? I'm redacted.
0: Right. Yeah, what can I do for you?
2: Well, I see you already had time for coffee, so you're one up on me already. My boss wants to talk to you. You want to come on in? Nothing major, but I mean, it's easier than four of us standing around the car.
0: uh, The special agent wants to talk to me?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, special agent. That's what it's called.
0: Okay. Yeah, sure. Just give me a sec.
2: All right. I won't leave the window frame. He
0: leans towards the window button and waits a moment to roll the window up. I'm just sitting there. Yeah, um, can you back up?
2: What? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. cool. I do at this point.
0: Okay, window goes up. He takes his keys out of the car, gets his stuff, opens the door slowly, kind of towards you.
2: I'm gonna take the door, open it, and like open the door for him and put a hand out all valet-like and go after you, sir.
0: He pauses for a second, just stares at you, reaches in the car, grabs his coffee cup and his phone, tucks that away, looks at you for a second. Alright. reaches to close the car door. Are you holding? Oh it no, up? I've
2: already, I've already shut it after, after he gets out. Stretches his
0: shoulders for a bit, takes his coffee cup and starts walking towards the room, walking through the parking lot towards where Rowan's room is.
2: Did he lock the car?
0: You, you couldn't tell. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't.
2: I've got my hand on the handle. I want to check if he locked it.
0: Let's see, I'll roll luck for him.
2: Because I shut the door.
0: Shutting the door, he didn't lock it. No.
2: I'm going to lean on the side of the car, take out my vape, until he gets in, in the room.
0: All right. So he goes to the Rowan's room. There's a knock at the door.
1: I will nod at either Rory or River, whoever's closest to the door, and get them to open it for me. I'm sitting cross-legged in, in the desk chair, sipping my coffee.
4: I will get up and peek out the window and, and then open the door.
0: All right. You open up the motel room door, and there is Deputy Eric Hayes standing there. He's got his coffee, a hand in his pocket. He looks, glances in the room. Uh, sees the three of you, uh, sees Rowan, kind of a brief smile, steps into the room. He steps in and and kind of moves to the side a little bit, stands near where the TV is, kind of near the front of the room, just a couple steps in, sets his coffee cup down, a little TV stand that they've got there, kind of sizing the situation up.
1: And I'm just watching him intently at this point. Just, I give him a, a warm little smile back and just wait to see what he's
2: doing.
0: He looks at the door and it's almost like he's waiting to see if Rooster's coming back or not. Is Rooster coming back, or you have things you're up, up to?
2: Oh no, no, not yet. I specifically took out my vape so he would see me starting to smoke before or vape before he went in.
0: Got it. So uh, there's a there's a pause there. He waits. He looks. He sizes everybody up. Good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: So you want to talk to me?
1: Yes. We have had a chance to have a conversation with Coroner Halsey. Uh, He's recovering well, according to what I've heard, and I'll glance over at Rory.
3: Yeah, last I heard on his way to almost full recovery. Okay.
1: He had a couple of interesting things to say that raised some questions that we have for you, sir.
0: I mean, i got some questions too. Should we do do a, like, tit for tat thing?
1: Sure, I'll start. Hit me. Since you asked me all sorts of questions yesterday.
0: Well, that was the deal, right?
1: Well, yes, fair enough. You were in the room when Dr. Halsey was doing the autopsy on Deputy Jacob. Yeah. You saw what was going on with all of the oddness, the stomach contents.
0: I really didn't see the oddness. It was an autopsy.
1: You didn't see anything odd about the stomach contents that Dr. Halsey would have probably remarked on at the very least to his recorder.
0: Okay. I'll answer your question. If you have to answer one of mine, right?
1: You ha- you haven't answered my question yet.
0: Listen, we we can't have a guy in the department eating his own bullets. I just can't. We can't have that part of the record.
1: You had that removed from the record, the official legal record.
0: The man was dead. We didn't want him, his memory be tarnished by this. It's, it looked like a looked like a suicide. Okay, more so than something.
1: Eating a whole bullet is considered a suicide.
0: It doesn't look good.
1: It doesn't look good to have it taken out of the report either.
0: Well, it's better detective. for it's better for his, his widow and his family and the department um, that that not be part of his cause of death. So tell me, um, the two bodies, the infant and the woman we found in your vehicle, who were they?
1: Oh, you found our vehicle. Yeah. It was stolen yesterday. Glad you found it.
0: Yeah, that's what Melissa says, but... Yeah, I I'm sure it was I'm sure it was stolen. So who were they?
1: I answered your question. The yeah, that's my question. Stolen. The vehicle was stolen. Hard to say who took it.
4: I'm sure the coroner could get an ID. Oh okay. sorry, he's in the hospital, isn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. If he makes a recovery, I'm sure. Or we've got a county over, I can have that guy take a look at it too. We could do dental records and whatnot. It just takes a while.
1: Dental records on an infant?
0: Difficult. Yeah, it's impossible. We'll have to use DNA of whatever we can find. I don't know the I don't know what was left.
1: Where did you find the vehicle?
0: Side of the road. He tells you the name of the road, you know, the location out in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, just parked on the side of the road, doors open, burning. Yeah, somebody had um, poured a bunch of accelerant in the interior over some blankets and the and dead body they were trying to conceal and burnt the whole vehicle.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I think that's one word for it. So who's the girl or the woman we found? Not sure. Okay.
1: Like I said, the vehicle was stolen. Could have been someone taking it on a joyride.
0: Taking it on a joyride to what? Uh, to burn somebody? I, I, there was a couple of gunshot wounds as well. So execute somebody at the back of the vehicle and then burn it?
1: Or maybe someone took it to commit suicide out in the middle of the the out in the middle of nowhere. I've seen Stranger. I think you have too.
0: Yeah, I've seen some strange things. This, this was a, a body dump.
1: What sorts of strange things have you seen, Detective Hayes?
0: I mean, I've been doing this for uh, for 13 years, right? I've seen a lot of strange things. Uh, I do mostly nar- narcotics task forces, people that take a little bit too much of something they shouldn't be taking. A bad mix, bad chemicals, bad trips. Uh, they do some crazy shit to each other. Human beings, there's just no limits of what we will do to each other when we are uh, under the influence of whatever.
1: And a small town like this, people do what they can to escape, even if they can't physically escape. I've seen it before.
0: we got a lot of uh, illegal manufacturing out here in these hills, people making stuff in their bathtubs or their kitchen sinks or their, <laughs> their RVs, right? Their RVs. Like, that's not cliche.
1: <laughs> I wonder if they've seen that, that show, Breaking Bad or whatever.
0: Yeah, who hasn't?
3: Rory, at this, during all this, is like he's near the window so they can keep an eye on if Castle shows up because that is the last thing he wants is Castle mm-hmm. to come interrupt this. <laughs> um, so he's keeping and at least an eye on that and then watching.
0: Oh, right, good. So, so he's he he's staring at Rowan at this point, kind of watching Rowan to see what her next question might be, trying to get a read on her.
1: Good luck, mate. Take a long sip from from my drink and then set it down. You said that that the reason that you concealed what was in the report was because of the optics of it. There's no other reason?
0: That's the reason. I I just, I mean, my boss told me. So if you want to shoot it up the totem pole, the sheriff, he's the guy you want to talk to.
1: You told the sheriff about what was in the report and he squashed it? Yeah, basically. Interesting. Can I do a human on that? Yeah, go ahead. Forty-four. Okay.
0: Well, Forty-four, which is a critical success on human. So he um, he is giving you a half answer, is what your instincts are telling you.
1: Mm. Okay. That's a very pretty half-truth, Detective Hayes. How about you tell me the rest?
0: I think it's my turn, right?
1: No, you haven't finished answering my question.
0: I think I answered your question. I mean, Sheriff tells me to do something. i He's the boss. So
1: All right. I will answer your question if you finish answering the one that I asked you. Okay. Half-truths are pretty, but I know them when I see them.
0: What was your question?
1: The sheriff was the one who squashed this. After you brought the report to him.
0: Yeah, that's that's the truth. It was the sheriff's... Yeah, it's just, um, listen, I answer the sheriff, he answers other people.
1: Alright? You are more intelligent than that, Detective Hayes. You're too intelligent for this town.
0: Yeah, that's what they tell me. But this is
4: where I am. What other people are we talking about?
0: The uh, same people that uh, that own your uh, stolen vehicle. Let's put it that way.
1: Your department answers to Breckenridge. It's not just hmm, interesting.
0: I mean, you know, the founder uh, the story is like the founder's grandfather, grandmother, aunt, somebody. There's somebody important uh, that used to live here in this town and after he or she died, they named a street after him, a bunch of buildings after him as a big endowment. Anyhow, there's a, the founding fathers in the city. Whatever. There's always been a great influence with those guys over here. Uh, they're real important. So they uh, they make sure get people get elected that need to be elected, and they have a lot of friends in the department.
1: So Breckenridge is the real power behind the city.
0: Ah, maybe. I. It's been nine, right? There's not. There's nothing shady going on. We just, they keep their hands clean. We keep things clean for them. If it comes to that.
1: Is it benign when you're hiding the truth for them?
0: But listen to this situation, lady, you got a guy in my department, he's eating his own bullets. He's not in a good situation. We don't want that getting out. So it was, a, it was mutual. You know, it helps us, it helps them.
1: Beg pardon detective, special agent redacted, not lady.
0: Fine. Now you FBI people are always so touchy about these things. So listen, what are you guys looking at right now?
1: We are looking at people dying from heavy metal poisoning.
0: Yeah, but you know it's not heavy metal poisoning.
1: What do you know about that?
0: Alright. Tip for tat, right? Hi. You tell me who that burnt body is in the vehicle, I'll tell you what I know. You start. So... The guy who throws up on Jacob, you know, what's that guy's name, McCas- McCaslin, right? That guy?
1: Brett McCaslin. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, they wanted him back. So we we got, we, we got him back. We gave him back to Benthic. He, he's one of theirs. Uh, he's probably still there.
3: What do you mean, gave back
0: You know, like, we, it's just, you, you tase the guy. It's pretty easy. Tase the guy and knock him out.
1: What sort of condition was he in when you gave him back?
0: Oh, he's a mess. Uh, sick, delirious, whatever. He's mumbling about... He wants to go to um, that mountain. Ghost Mountain or something like that.
1: Did he say Devil's Peak or did he say Ghost
0: oh. Mountain? Yeah, yeah, that place. That place from the movie. Devil's Peak. That sounds more like it.
4: So where's Ghost Mountain?
0: I don't know. I something else he was saying. Ghost Mountain. I don't know. The guy's delirious. But, anyways, Breckenridge wants him because, you know... They, their people want him. So we brought him back. I mean, well, we, I gave him the Breckenridge. They brought him back.
3: So you you apprehend McCaslin the, when De- Deputy Jacobs finds him. You give him to Breckenridge and they give him to Benthek? That's what I think happened.
1: How did Deputy Jacob get him? We saw him walking away in that video. We both saw that. You were standing right there with me.
0: I mean, he just ran into him on the side of the road. It wasn't hard to go out there and find him. I mean, we sent some patrol cars out there and somebody found him. And just, uh, you know, don't get too close, right? Hit the guy with a yes. taser, uh, knock him out, bag him, call the Breckenridge guys.
3: They take care of it.
1: Taser. That would have been a good idea.
3: Does Shari she say left? that out loud or is that to herself?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't say that out loud, but she definitely like looks off to the side and sort of like,
0: a <laughs> sort of expression. So um, he was. It's actually was. on my shopping list. Of course, it's on the shopping list. He's one of theirs. Whatever they're working on, they needed that guy. Hmm. Proprietary, whatever it is. You know how this stuff goes.
1: Corporations, they rule the world.
0: Yeah, shit, you know. So who'd you guys kill? I mean, you could have dumped the body somewhere, right? <laughs> but you left it in your own vehicle. Why'd you do that?
3: Well, it's my understanding, the vehicle was stolen while we were at the hospital. It right. gets, turns up, you find it on the side of the road. We reported it's stolen. We have, we can't. After we got to the hospital, we don't know what happened after that. You know more than us at this point. We're just hearing about this.
0: All right. Yeah, and all this stuff I've been telling you—that's just a bunch of bullshit, too. Come right. quid pro quo here.
4: Are we engaging in a uh, murder investigation at this point, deputy?
0: I mean, that's—I've been assigned the investigation. It's on my ticket, so I can put whatever I want in that report.
4: I'll look at
1: him and say, "Detective, do me a favor." What's that? Your phone out of your pocket and let me verify that you're not recording.
0: Yeah, she's a smart one.
1: Ah, fine. Because I haven't played this game before.
0: He gets his phone out, you know, types the passcode on it, sets it on the table next to which is next to his coffee cup there on this little TV table where he's standing. Motions to it.
1: I'll reach over and pick it up, and they'll flip through all of the apps to make sure there isn't one open that's recording.
0: Yeah, he's got a couple different apps up there, you know, uh, the Twitter and Tinder and whatnot. Uh, but (laughs) exactly but nothing nothing uh, looks like a recording app going at this point
1: alright once I've verified I'll put the phone back down and look at him and say do you know your Hamlet Detective Hayes
0: yeah uh, no that's not my thing
1: there are more things in heaven and earth that are dreamt of in your philosophy
0: alright what's that mean
1: there are things going on that you don't understand and cannot
0: understand so fill me in here.
1: By cannot, I mean it's deadly for you to know.
0: Yeah, but not the three of you?
1: It's deadly for us to know, too. It's just a longer death sentence.
4: Oh. Did you know that coroner went home and started eating batteries?
0: Well, listen, if you, that's the truth, uh, you don't want to let those uh, benthic guys know that. Just between the, the four of us. Why? They're going to want to know what that thing did to him.
1: I want to know what that
4: thing did
0: to him. And...
4: Hmm... What thing are we talking about?
0: Come on, you're heaven and hell, or whatever. You're a unknowns known.
1: Heaven and earth. What do you know about the thing?
0: Well, I just know that I I don't know whatever you would know, right? Uh, I haven't been read into any of this, so I'm just I'm at a loss.
3: Maybe. So what? Ex- so what exactly happened during this autopsy? All All we understand, he does the autopsy. He gets sick, same symptoms as Detective Jacob. He ends up in the hospital. He tells me. He starts eating batteries at home, leaves his house, gets picked up by the ENTs, and then he's in a coma, starts getting treated for the metal poisoning and the, all that. Now he's doing better. So what happened during that autopsy?
0: I mean, it was an autopsy. I've, I've seen a bunch of autopsies. It's unusual. It's just that the stomach contents, right? That was, that was pretty much a red flag. We saw what, what Fred was
4: eating. But eating bullets isn't a thing.
0: Yeah, bullets, batteries—I don't know what other metal components were there. His stomach was a disaster; uh, it was horrible. And I didn't—I didn't know if he was doing it himself or somebody was forcing him to do it. This is something like some sick shit, you know? Either he's gone mentally, he's gone, or somebody is torturing Fred. But either way, it was just—it was not a
4: good look. Well, if something is making people poison themselves, and yeah. a law enforcement officer did something about that thing. Would you consider that a murder?
0: The thing? Uh, Whatever this thing is, uh, I I consider that justice. So listen, um, you read me in on this, I'll tell you what I know.
1: And I'll I'll look over at River and just raise an eyebrow like, hold on, do you know more than what you have told us? I might. (sighs) Just pause for a second and make a decision and be like, okay, cards on the table. It was Christina Jacob.
0: Fred's wife? oh fuck he grabs his coffee cup takes a sip of it and thinks about it for a while puts it down she was infected then she was god that makes sense
1: and so was their child
0: Christina wasn't Um, she wasn't due for at least two months
1: she had the baby within the last week
3: there was bloodstains in the bathtub I think she must have given birth
0: oh god that's horrible we we all we all knew Christina. We I mean, she's a, she's a great woman. She's a good she's a good friend of a lot of people. All the other wives in the department. God damn.
3: Let me back this up. We we know McCaslin was something at Benthic, happened to McCaslin. McCaslin he starts wandering off, runs into our detective Jacob. He vomits all over Detective Jacob. That's how we think he got infected. Jacob goes home sick. He probably infects his wife. Eventually, Jacob dies. He does, we do an autopsy. At some point during the autopsy, the coroner gets infected. That sound about right?
0: Yeah, so far, it makes sense. Um, but so far, we've got Fred's dead, Christina's dead, and, and you say she had a baby? God damn. okay. Um, Listen, if they knew Christina was infected, they probably should have known. They probably would have got her first.
3: I mean, she was, as far as I could tell, she was all by herself. Wasn't seeing anyone. I don't know how they would have known.
0: You found her on the side of the road, didn't you?
3: He looks right at Rowan. And
1: I'll look right back at him and just, like, incline my head slightly. She was aiming for Devil's Peak.
0: That's the same thing that Cassin was doing.
1: And if you don't think that we're insane enough as it is, the baby was singing.
0: Um… There you are. I don't know… What
1: th- you want to know about more things in heaven and earth that are dreamt of in your philosophy? Try a
0: singing week old. Uh, he drinks some more coffee as I respond to that.
1: And Rowan just looks at that and goes, I'll bet you wish there was whiskey in that right now. And <laughs> she picks up her
0: coffee. Uh, he just, he nods a bit. Uh, okay, listen, um, the guys from Breckenridge have standing orders to collect anybody who's infected. That's their, that's, that's the, the mission. They're supposed to bring him back to thing.
1: Well, they are fucking up royally then because they didn't do any contact tracing. They should have recognized that the, the one person who would be the most likely to be infected would be his wife.
0: Yeah, well, well, they're not roaming the town, right? I guess, maybe that's my job. We tip them off, they collected. but yeah, they, you guys show up, the EPA shows up, there's problems, you know, we get a lot of interference, people asking a lot of questions. Uh, day before the group of you were here, uh, EPA was out there at the Jacob residence looking at things, collecting samples, whatever they do. They were the first ones to nose into this situation, and we're just waiting for that.
1: Agent Gaylor was out
0: there? As far as I know.
4: Shit. She's also um, at the pit, I think,
0: too. I think the other day she was checking that pit out, uh, the Oakland pit.
4: Yeah, Agent Gaylor mentioned that in her, her report that she was out there, but uh, I don't believe she went inside.
0: So, you know, there was heat on the situation, so we're biding our time and there's nothing. There's nobody wandering the streets. If somebody's wandering, we'll take care of it, you know. Uh, we could have got that corner, I guess. We just, he, he missed us. We missed the net
3: So you guys hadn't told Breckenridge or Benthic about Detective Jacob?
0: No, Jacob died before they even assessed the situation. It wasn't a... I guess it wasn't that clear to them about... They got McCaslin back. That was the guy they wanted. That was the guy so that... So
1: out of... Yeah. So out of the four or so people, they've gotten one.
0: As far as I know. If I see somebody else, I'm supposed to tell them, lady. Beg your pardon? Special agent. So, yeah, I haven't told him anything else. I've been keeping an eye on the, the four of you.
1: Keeping an eye on the four of us is a way to get in the middle of all the bullshit.
0: So... What can I do for you?
1: <laughs> Who at Breckenridge is calling the shots on this one? Is it the entirety of Breckenridge? Is it the leader of Breckenridge here? How far up are we going?
0: Uh, my guess is it's Samuels, but I mean, I, I'm just the messenger. My boss, the sheriff, he gets his orders from somebody else.
1: Samuels. What's
0: the name? Uh, Sam Ben Samuels. That's the guy I heard of, at least. He's a local, uh, what, are, what do they call those guys? The, the fixers for them? You know, the guy that you go to, to work the assignments out?
1: Yeah, he's our local contact. All right.
4: Well, I think what you can do in the short term is that I don't think Breckenridge or us will want to know what really happened to Mrs. Jacobs.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I can take care of this. I can take care of this investigation. I can sit on this. I can, we can, we'll find a way to clean this mess up. Right? I do you a favor?
1: And what do you want in return?
0: Favor to be named later. How's that?
1: Well, you have my number.
0: All right. Anything else you want?
1: Do you think it's worthwhile to speak to your sheriff about this? Or do I? Or should we go straight to Breckenridge?
0: Or so leave them alone. Listen, if I were the three of you, they're not going to help you. Get to the source.
3: You mean Benthic?
0: They're the ones paying the bills on these guys. Breckenridge, they've got a lot of
3: pull, but, you know, they're mercs. They're just the enforcers. Yeah.
4: So Breckenridge works for Benthic and not the other way around.
3: That's right.
1: I remember that being mentioned, that Breckenridge is the ones on security at Benthic.
0: Get to the source, that's what I'd say. We're, all just, we're just the middlemen, the messengers.
1: Hmm. Alright, you have my number. If anything comes up that you are aware of that is related to this, I would like to know that as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can do that.
3: If Rory's watching the window and assuming, maybe seeing what Rooster's doing, you'd probably try to text Rooster as soon as he knows, gets the idea that Hayes might be leaving.
4: One other thing, you, you mentioned you usually work narcotics. I mean, mm. Benthic is a pharmaceutical company. Have you heard any uh, weird uh, drugs on the showing up in this area?
0: Hey, uh, yeah, I'll put it this way. Um, we don't arrest anybody with the designer stuff. If it happens to come up, if somebody stole some stuff from the lab or whatever, it doesn't get through the initial
4: investigation stage. Well, I don't think we're looking to arrest anybody on this, but we'd be curious about what sorts of things might be showing up.
1: Anything that might be a proprietary organism of sorts.
4: Oh, that I don't know about.
1: If you come across anything like that, because you are a very intelligent person, I think you know how to do the appropriate
0: digging. All right, if I come across something weird, uh, I imagine you guys are the ones to deal with the weird stuff. That's our job.
4: Yeah, don't throw acid on it. <laughs>
0: All right. Safety tip. No acid. No acid. Fire is pretty good. Got it. So, um, we good? We're good. Yeah. All right. He kind of he eyes, the three of you, just kind of checking everyone's faces for a moment, kind of gets a sense of it, grabs his coffee, his phone, pockets it, turns over, opens the door behind him, steps up.
3: Rory's going to text R- Rooster. Yeah, go ahead. He's leaving.
0: So, Rooster, your call.
3: Well, I guess we can find. It. I don't know what Rooster's been doing that whole time.
0: Yeah, me neither.
2: Yep, wishing I was in there so I so I could <laughs> fuck with him.
0: So Rooster, could you see him leave the room by himself, unharmed, walking back to his vehicle.
2: Oh, I I had plans of what I was going to do while he was in there. I was only Dude, what doing something the whole time.
0: Yeah. So Rory gave you a warning before he left the room. Is what Rory's doing here? So he gives you a heads up. What are you up to?
2: Well, as soon as I saw him go inside. I was going in the car. All
0: right. What are you looking for?
2: I'm not sure what I'm looking for. I just want to see what's going on with this guy. I mean, what's in the glove compartment? Does he have bag in there? Does he have anything in the trunk?
0: So looking over that vehicle, um, it, looks, it looks actually pretty standard issue. The glove box has nothing in it but some basic identity papers for this thing. It's got some old trash. There's some food wrappers on the floor and in the back seat as well. But it looks like just looking around the car as you do a quick search. Other than the police issue shotgun that they've got kind of mounted in there behind between the two seats, there's not much else distinctive inside this vehicle. It does have the plexiglass in the back so they could keep somebody back here if they had a, a prisoner or whatnot. But it does look like a standard issue uh, detective's car that they would loan out from the from the uh, department.
2: Okay. In the trunk, is there? I mean, he doesn't have any personal things or.
0: Uh... Yeah, apparently he didn't leave any purple things in the car. Doesn't have any. There is a. Equipment back there that you would expect from the back of a police car. Nothing looks personal to him.
2: What kind of equipment?
0: They got a first aid kit, road flares, and signage, and uh, police tape, and an evidence kit, a box of ammunition, spare weapon, rain gear, boots, rubber gloves, masks, um, other assorted uh, tool kits, spare tire, even. You know, it's the usual stuff you'd find in the back of a large trunk.
2: Are there um, walkie talkies or. A scanner or something, anything of that sort.
0: So, in the vehicle itself, there is a built-in police scanner inside. Well, that's a yeah, that's I mean,
2: Something I can take
0: in the back in the trunk. There is a turned-off spare walkie-talkie. I'm going to take that. There you go. One, it's a police band walkie-talkie.
2: Yep. Yeah, I'm also. If there's any of the like uh, snap chemical lights,
0: yeah, got a couple of those. I got like an eight-pack back there.
2: Yeah, I'll take a couple of those and then. I'm going to go over to the plexiglass divider. I'm going to go <sighs> and breathe on it. Right. And then in backwards writing from the back seat, I'm going to write, I'm a prick. <laughs> there you go. It's done. And then um, while I'm out there, then I, I'm doing this all with, with gloves because I've known better. But then um, while I'm in there, are out there, I'm going to quietly text... Uh, let me see. I know Rowan's going to be doing the talking. So I'm I'm going
0: to text... Well, so you'll get a text from Rory while you're thinking of who to text. Rory's text pops up on your phone.
2: Oh, no. no. I was going to ask, though, say, Slash
3: Tire?
0: Rory, what do you think?
3: At this point, if we're, like, that way through the... At the part of the conversation where he's really cooperating with us, I would say right. negative We're getting a lot out of him.
2: Okay, then... I'm thinking if there's anything else I can do to him. If there's anything like grease I can put on the steering wheel so his hands come out all black or something.
0: So uh, you think about it, but he 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 actually lives leaves yeah. the room at this point. He exits the room while you're pondering other tricks.
2: I'm sitting on the hood of the car with my vape.
0: So he he walks back to the car, eyes you, looks you up as you go, doesn't say anything.
2: I'm gonna give him a mock salute and go, officer,
0: Yeah, yeah whatever whatever your name was. What you forgot me already? Yeah, it's been a, it's been one of those mornings, man. If You were in that room, the shit that I just heard. I think you understand.
2: Oh, oh shit. They read you in?
0: Yeah, apparently.
2: Oh, well, I'm going to hop down, kind of clap a hand on his shoulder. How
0: tall is he? About two inches shorter than you.
2: Okay, yeah. Clap a hand on his shoulder with one of those I don't need to squeeze, but obviously I could, kind of grips. And go, yeah, <laughs> they didn't tell you everything. Welcome to hell, fucker. And walk off.
0: Right, he's just kind of nod, uneasy look. You walk off and he goes back to his car.
2: As I turn, I go, oh, by the way, uh, you might want to clean your plexiglass. And walk away.
0: Right, he just shakes his head, opens his car door, goes inside. All right, so we're back in the Warren's room again. It's a four year back together. What do you guys want to do next? Actually, there was one more thing. He get a message from Castle, Rory, uh, that he's on his way with a vehicle. Actually, River would yeah, be the one he talked to because River is, yeah. So River gets the message. He's on his way with a vehicle. He should be there about 10 o'clock.
1: And current time is? Uh, nine o'clock. Okay. So we have about an hour. All right. And Rowan will we'll, we'll finish her drink, toss the coffee cup into the rubbish bin uh, that is piled high with a couple of drinks like that. All right benthic is our primary problem at the moment and it's what happened when you went out to Laura Gaunt's.
3: well as soon as we knocked on our door i felt like an idiot that we hadn't checked mccaslin's residence before we checked hers but besides that she seemed kind of reluctant to let us in until we mentioned what was it if it wasn't mccaslin or the pit something like that and then
4: i think it was the pit
3: and then she let us in and kind of talked to us a little bit, didn't give us a whole lot, something about proprietary, something they're keeping there, McCaslin's fine. She
4: admitted they were keeping something in the pit illegally. Okay. And when I, you know, tried to intimidate her with that, she said, well, it'll be gone before anybody can show up and check.
1: Oh, okay.
4: I mean, she she didn't really tell us much of anything, but... I'm sure she knows everything.
1: Oh, absolutely. From what he was saying, it sounds like... All right, red string time.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking about, like... (laughs) I have, like, a bunch of, like, stuff on my note bag, Like, arrows, like, point in a different direction.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You you have the red string board. It's just on a piece of paper. I love it.
3: (laughs) Does she say red string time out loud?
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: As soon as she does, Rooster goes with a hand gesture. Aliens! I'm not going to say it was aliens. Damn it. You already said it was aliens. You did. And I was fucking right.
1: You were absolutely correct. All right, so... I'm going to
2: dwell on that because I'm probably useless from here on out. Go.
1: Aliens and Benthic are the two cornerstones in the center of this board. If you you want to imagine a board with, like, lots of red strings all over the place. The big thing that I'm looking at right now is that you said they were... Working on something, some proprietary thing, yeah.
4: Well, and based on what she said, you know, that was the Migo.
1: Maybe, or it has something to do with the Greys. We have two separate.
4: It was the thing that was in the pit.
1: Whether that's the Migo or the Gray, I don't know.
4: Which
3: seemed to have escaped, maybe. To me, it seems whatever it was, it is, it infected McCaslin, and he got out from thing. Presumably they've probably infected other people and they've been able to keep a lid on it, but Benthic was...
1: Or they have have a facility in Benthic where they can keep him secured.
2: Right. Weren't McCaslin and Gaunt the ones who were both going to the pit?
1: My best guess is that they opened up the box and something happened to McCaslin.
2: Because they left fast.
1: Mr. Perot said that they left very fast, and hadn't been back since the 14th.
4: And if it's it was only those two visiting the pit, there, there's a decent chance that they're the only ones who know about the thing.
1: I mean, that's true, but they also have the might of Breckenridge behind them at this point, because they, I mean, they own Breckenridge, or at least have hired them.
2: What's McCaslin's job there? Because she's
4: CEO, right? He was some kind of scientist, I think. She, I think she mentioned that, but I don't didn't. I mean, we take probably would looks. have looked.
3: We probably would have looked that up when you were looking up about her.
0: His bio indicates he's a, a biologist and a biochemical guy who's a, a research scientist. Is what his current job title shows.
1: I think we need to talk to Laura Gaunt again.
4: So what's our approach to this? I mean, I don't think we're going to try to arrest anybody. We, uh, I mean, our. our mission is supposed to be to find it is to contain this thing so if they still have it is it contained
1: yeah i don't think so because they're using it for something
4: we can't shut them down
1: they if they are using it for something it's not contained because they are using it as the uh, all right red string (laughs) red string hypothesis time i don't even have a theory about this it's just a hypothesis but i think they're using it for something
4: I I think that's obvious.
1: They're using it. Well, they're using it for something that they're selling and they're using it for something that they're using. And it's not tested. It's not approved. It's certainly not FDA approved. But whatever it is, they're using it for, for something and they're willing to go to a great deal of lengths to hide it and conceal it.
2: Well, it's a corporation. I mean, if it has to do with losing money, if it gets caught, of course they will.
1: I don't know if it's about money at this point.
2: Well, you said they're selling it or using it or something.
1: Using it, I think, is more to the point. I mean, maybe it's something that they'll sell at some point when they get it under control, but I think this is too new. I think they're still figuring out how to get it under control.
4: You know, this is a corporation. They've told their, their finance people what's going on, because that's how, how corporations get money. They don't keep secrets from the money people.
1: Well, I guess that depends, because this uh, Brett McCaslin was just a scientist, just a bioengineer. But the two of them are the ones who are visiting the pit. So I would strongly suspect that whatever they're working on, they were keeping under strong cover. Just the two of them. And whoever went and captured McCaslin.
3: I think we need to go. If you want to talk to Gaunt again, that's fine. But I think we should go probably to the Benthic HQ.
4: Well, back to what I'm saying again, you know, they've got an army. We can't shut them down.
2: We've got a Hulk.
4: We don't have a Hulk.
2: Well, I've got a lot of guns
4: and I'm ripped. They've got a, a lot of people who are ripped and have guns. More than just one.
1: The strongest power that we have right now is the the power of the FBI task force. Even even Thicke, even Breckenridge quails in the face of something like that if they think it's going to go public.
3: We need to find out about the and We need to—I don't know if we want to go by his his residence and see if we
4: can glean anything there before we go to Benthic. But I'd lay money that this is what happened to Majestic. They went underground like Delta Green did, and, and Benthic is their operation.
1: So I have—I have a note in my in my notes to look up what hap- who the board of directors were for Majestic, and where they went. It would not surprise me at all if Laura Gaunt was one of them or related to
0: one of them. Have, have you done that yet?
1: I haven't had time yet. It's on my list of things to do, but it hasn't been high priority. It might not, I mean, I might spend the next hour while we're waiting for Castle to do you that. You got one hour
0: to do some research if you guys
4: want to. I'll say one thing, you know, we better tell Castle everything we know and make sure that they know that we're not the only people who who have this information because, you know, they might just try to control us us and make us disappear yeah
1: yeah no i agree and i'll actually like slide my my chair over and pop my laptop open and be like anyone else who has access to the appropriate databases it's time to start doing some research we need to find majestic and figure out what the hell happened
4: yeah
2: okay so i'm doing a coffee run. is what you're saying good
1: call yes please (laughs) i will
2: pull mine out as well
1: and i'll tell rooster my coffee order just like please
3: (laughs) I'll, I'll take all the coffee orders and then... Rory will probably go with Brewster because he doesn't have uh, access to any of those databases.
0: Yeah, so the two of you guys will get coffee. I just want to find out with, with uh, for River and for Rowan, which skill do you guys want to use for this research. Well,
3: real fast, I was going to ask, is
2: Hayes still out there?
0: He's not. He we left.
2: Because ha- we don't have a ride. Oh, okay. You got to hook it.
1: <laughs> it's only a mile away. That's easy enough for you military boys.
2: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I just wanted to fuck with Hayes and, and make him give us a ride.
0: <laughs> I'm
2: sure you would.
1: I can offer computer science for following the tracks of Majestic through various databases.
0: All right, what, what do you think, River? What
4: will, your, what will you be rolling? I'd like to try to talk you into criminology, but I doubt that'll work. Yeah, that won't
0: do it for this so, one. So uh,
4: <laughs> it's, it's going to be bureaucracy.
0: Bureaucracy makes the most sense. Computer science really is more about the software, adjusting software, hacking, things like that so it may not be the best one to use. Bureaucracy makes a lot of sense.
1: Okay. All right, then I'll use Bureaucracy.
4: I, I got a 22. All right, a
0: 20, Ooh, okay. A 40. nice. All right, so um, nice. we'll, we'll, Rowan doesn't have to worry about it. She, okay, did you roll? Not
4: two, I got not two,
1: damn it. Well, it's a good roll,
0: it's a good roll. So while they're out doing their thing, I'll put it this way, uh, Majestic wasn't like a publicly traded corporation. It didn't have a public members of the board sort of thing. They didn't have shareholder didn't meetings. Didn't expect them to be invited. They're not out there. They're, they were established many years ago in the 50s. And for the most part, it remained a classified organization within the U.S. government that administrations, uh, executive administrations, knew nothing about. They just, they were there. They had a, a black budget. But there's records. There's employment records that you can dig up. You know, there's been, you know, people that got uh, retirement benefits or transfers to and from that will leave paper trails. And they have, they have a lot of sub-projects and whatnot, so it's it's a lot of digging. But River is actually pretty good at this digging into corporate malfeasance. And that's part of his game. So as you go dig around, you guys spend a good 40, 50 minutes, uh, the coffee comes halfway through and the two of you are working and comparing notes, drinking coffee, studying a computer deck, and, Somewhere along the line, you do find a hit of a Laura Gaunt who's working on a project, the name of which escapes me. It's not called Majestic, but you get reassigned and un- worked over here, and eventually got the position here as CEO of Benthic. But as you go through a list of a lot of these other p- major players and the, the board of directors, you can last track down for Majestic. There's a lot of names, and then for our purposes, many of those names are redacted, about, hmm. about a third of them. As we're going through the names, uh, it'll be a, a John Smith, and a Sarah This Person, and a Redacted. And somebody else, and another Redacted name. And so names you don't recognize, but names that the audience will also never know.
1: And there's a lot of swearing under Rowan's breath as she, as she sees all these Redacted names like, come on.
0: So, but there clearly is a tie that Gaunt was working for them at one point, uh, and a project lead of one of their many projects. And actually, Project uh, actually, she would be working with Dancer. So I'll, I'll throw oh. that one out there. So it's another name we haven't heard before, a Dancer. And it's, it's tied to the US Air Force as well. So Dancer okay. is the project that, that she was for a while ahead of. Uh, that was her last job before she was working for Benthic, field study of some sort.
1: Are we able to find any reference that ties Dancer and Mirage to each other?
0: Oh, there wouldn't be, actually, because they're. Mirage was a Delta Green code name for an operation that Castle was a part of, and she was working for a project called Dancer, which is nominally tied to the Air Force, but it's actually a Majestic
4: operation. To the Air Force?
0: USAF, yes.
4: Yeah, well, Majestic was was run by the Air Force, basically. And
0: Majestic has a lot of ties to the U.S. Air Force as far as budgetary purposes, uh, materials, transport, personnel.
4: Oh, shit, they're, they're our right
3: home. And Majestic was related to Dancer and Gaunt?
0: Yeah, Gaunt was working for a project called Dancer prior to her employment at Benthic, or her position
3: as a CEO of Benthic. And then what was Mirage again?
1: Mirage was the Delta
3: Green. Yeah, Delta Green codename. So Mirage was the Delta Green codename for the operation, and then Majestic was something else. I'm blanking.
2: Majestic was the organization that was working. That they were the
3: Area Fifty One. Okay, that, so that's, that's the it. one that went underground, like Delta Green. Okay. That became the. Yeah. And then we and we're yeah, finding well, out now that Majestic is related to the Air Force. Yeah,
0: and a lot of the former members of the board of directors of Majestic prior to it being dissolved are individuals whose names are redacted
1: which makes Rowan make pull very grumpy faces. All right, so once we've compiled all of this information, I'm just gonna just like sit back and look at all of it and just go, I don't think that we will find much of anything at McCaslin's place. We need to pin Gaunt to the floor.
2: Uh, so is this the, the spike through the foot?
1: <laughs> if you can you find me a railway spike, possibly.
2: I'll pull out my K bar.
1: You know, knife. that's not the worst idea. Save that as a plan C. How's that?
0: Alright, just for my purposes, Castle said he'd be there at 9 o'clock, right? 10 o'clock. Oh, 10 o'clock, okay.
3: I think it's probably, because they were researching for about 45 minutes, so it's probably okay. about 10 right now.
0: Alright, so about 5 till 10, um, I want to find out, River, did you ever get a phone number, or did, did um, Gaylor get your phone number?
4: Ooh. Or would you have given I it to her? probably would have given her my card.
0: Okay, so, um, River, your phone rings then turn my head and look at that.
4: I will look at it and check the number.
0: You haven't seen that number before. What's what's Rivers Intelligence?
4: Rivers Intelligence is really good. Fifteen.
0: Right, which would the uh, the full value. Fifteen times.
4: So, seventy-five.
0: Okay, good. Right. With a seventy-five, the area code is it's like Salt Lake City, Utah. Area code.
4: So, who do I know in Salt Lake City? Phones ringing. Yeah, I'll answer it.
0: Okay. Someone's breathless. <laughs> You're, you're that EPA guy, right? Um, the, uh, redacted? Yeah, that's me. It's, it's, who's, it, who's calling? This is Jenna. Um, listen, what are you guys doing?
4: We're investigating this case.
0: What are you doing at the pit?
4: We're not doing anything at the pit.
0: You've got the whole... Th- they're shutting it down. They're doing something. It's not you?
4: No, that's Benthic.
0: The, the, the Pharma Corporation?
4: Stay out of it, you might be in danger.
0: This doesn't look like the Pharma Corporation. We got a bunch of the black fans
4: going on here. Yeah, right. that's why you, why you need to stay out of it.
0: Rose going to gesture at this
1: point, like put it on speaker. I want to hear this.
4: Okay.
0: She's, so you you guys are you guys are cleaning up the mess. I, I know it. I knew this is a cover up.
4: It's a cover up, but it's not our cover up.
0: It's not your. The, whose cover up is it? The Pharma Corporation. Are you still there?
4: It's the Pharma Corporation is involved.
0: I said, I, I'm, gonna, I'm calling this in. I'm calling this in. I, I, I gotta go before they. I gotta go. But if we're doing, if you're doing something, you need to tell me.
4: You just keep yourself safe. Don't expose yourself.
1: Agent Gaylor, this is Special Agent Redacted. Do not call this in. Who's this? Special Agent Redacted with the FBI. Do not call this in. You will expose yourself to incredible danger. Don't do it.
0: I don't know what they're doing down there, but this area is an EPA Leave it sp- super fun site. They're they're interfering with the site.
1: I'm aware there are things going on that you don't know about and you need to not be involved.
0: Alright, let me am roll for her real fast. Um put put the other guy on. I'm He's here. on. Okay, um are you with her on this? Yes. You don't want me to report this, and you're not a part of this cover up. Tell me that. Say something.
4: There are things coming out of this that are going to be classified, but if I have anything to say about it, it won't be covered up.
0: Okay, um, um, I, I'm not sure what to do here, uh...
1: Get out of there. Keep yourself safe. There's paramilitary stuff going on, and I don't want you in the crossfire.
0: Okay, listen, uh, you don't have to ask me twice. Fine, um, just, um, fine. Goodbye. she hangs up.
1: Oh, you bloody EPA people!
2: This is why I just shoot him.
1: Go ahead and then try shooting at Breckenridge. See how that how far get, that gets you.
3: I'm just glad she didn't say anything oh, about symptoms. I was worried she was infected. So that's Me too. one less thing to worry about. They're
1: shutting down the pit, right? Is that, was that what you heard, River?
4: Yeah, and that matches what Gon told us yesterday. They're shutting down their operation there.
1: Shit, we might be too late.
3: So do we go to the pit? Do we go to Benthic?
1: Where do we think Gaunt will be at this moment? She's the one calling the shots. She's the one who's hiring Breckenridge.
4: Right now, I guess she's at the pit, but how long she'll be there, who knows? And honestly, they're uh, in a lot better position to clean this mess up than we are.
3: No, they're not. They're trying to cover their own asses. They're not trying to, they're not, this isn't going to stop whatever's
4: going on. They're going to keep doing it once they.
3: The reason we're here is because they couldn't contain it
4: but at least they have an interest in containing it. I cannot extract whatever's in that pit. I can't go in down there and get that thing. They can.
2: So we wait for them to extract it, and then can you bring the FBI down on them or something?
1: That will require a lot of pull and a lot of explaining that I really don't want to do.
4: Well, A lot of people would know things that, I mean, I just told that woman we're not going to be part of a cover-up, but we, we're going to have to.
1: Well, we are part of a cover-up, just a different kind of cover-up than she's thinking of.
4: Either way, those people aren't going to jail for what they did.
1: That's not Delta Green's way.
4: Then who's going to punish them?
1: I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan.
2: I'm Ben
3: Sislawski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory.
0: I'm Thomas Ogus, the handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detwiller, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. The Chapter 1 story is based on the scenario Extremophilia, written by Shane Ivey. If you like our story, there's two things you can do to support us. First, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash theredactedreports patrons of our podcast will receive early access to each new episode of the story rowan's written reports for each chapter as well as access to bonus episodes that explore the background of our characters and the story and if you can't support us directly please support us by telling people about us leave a review wherever you get your podcasts share us on social media or on all the usual social media sites as the redacted reports thanks for listening